what's up guys before I get started with today's interview I wanted to mention two different things that happened this last week first a step-by-step -step video course on how to set up a solar powered system to run your aquaponics for under $500 it's finally up at www.solaraquaponics.net or if you'd rather just read a transcript of the training head on over to Amazon and type in solar aquaponics in the search bar and you can get the Kindle version of that training. So with that being said, cue music and let's get this party started. Everybody, this is RK Castillo, and today I am talking with Irvin Carrero, coming out of Puerto Rico. And uh, originally, I saw Irvin stuff. I saw a couple of videos on uh, on YouTube, and was looking at what he's doing with uh, with some aquaponics clubs and some 12 volt airless pumps and things like that. So, reached out to him on the email. He was nice enough to talk with me today. So, Irvin, how are you doing today, my man? Hey, great! Thank you. I'm uh, say hello to all the people that are, all the fans that want to do aquaponics or or like aquaponics, and uh, glad to try to help in whatever I can. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, we always start off with you know, like, uh, what got you started doing aquaponics in the beginning? Well, um, that was kind of like uh, one of these uh, situations. Uh, I, I, I'm, you know. I've, gone through a couple of years of my life looking at what I'm going to do as a business person or a salesperson, you know, try to focus, focus on, uh, on, you know, uh, reinventing yourself. Uh, a lot of people are in that, that, that type of situation still in America. And, um, I wanted to find a fail safe, uh, way to come up on top, you know, to put food on the table Regardless if I if I uh, am good at what I'm doing or not, and uh, that's a pretty tricky question. But actually, that's kind of what I asked on the net, and um, I came across uh, some searches that I was doing on hydroponics and aquaponics popped up, and uh, um, I saw some videos of Murray Hallam in Australia. And uh, I was hooked. Uh, all of a sudden, I saw that. I saw that type of technology where you could grow fish and plants together together in a symbiotic relationship, and I just uh, fell in love with the idea. Right. So right, I've been right. doing that for like two years. I was already doing networks, creating networks, and uh, I modified the network I was. I did a, like a 180 with, uh, with doing... Uh, home-based business operations and consulting and that type of thing, switched it over. The whole uh, experience of learning to do networks, I just uh, focused on, on aquaponics. Later on, I found out that there was other communities out there, uh, but I, I started directly with uh, Spanish-speaking countries because I knew that was a, like a niche that hasn't, wasn't really completely being attended to. And uh, the website, um, the community, grew very quickly. At that time, 
the website was called Aquaponia.tv, Aquaponia meaning aquaponics in Spanish. Uh, And then later on, for, like, labeling reasons, we changed it to aquaponics.club because we found out that our audience is speaking more English than ever. Uh, So we didn't want to miss out on uh, reaching out to uh, uh, English-speaking audience as well. So that was a decision we've made recently within the last two months. Yeah, that's kind of how we got started and all that. <laughs> so um, we always ask, you know, what was the, you know, what was the biggest mistake you've made, you know, when either when you're getting started or just even down the road, you know, we're making mistakes constantly, but always learning from them. So what was the biggest mistake you made uh, in doing aquaponics so far? Maybe I think uh, a time investment into trying to learn uh, commercial aquaponics, which is probably very highly. It's very unpractical for urban aquaponics because of the real estate that it takes up. And uh, um, I think maybe that investment in time uh, made of – but, like, when you're starting anything, you are going to make mistakes, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't until I met uh, Murray Hallam himself in San Juan – uh, where he was giving a talk, and he says, you could be as almost as highly productive with uh, just a home-based, gravel-based aquaponics system as the uh, floating raft um, in in UVI and the mm-hmm. University of St. Croix. Now, those were shocking things to know and uh, learned a lot from that conference and uh, said, wait, wait a minute, you know, if I, am I, I'm trying to grow local food and create a movement of local food, um, urban aquaponics has to be something that can be done in cities realistically. So we can't be thinking of floating raft, uh, or at least if we are, we're going to have to do some type of hybrid where the the towers are going to have to be uh, a priority so you can go vertical. And um, I I think that's probably maybe, but but I've made hundreds of small little mistakes. Like I was telling you before we started our interview, um, uh, with the designs of the systems, they do uh, change from where you you are practicing. You know, you're going to have different needs, different rules. Um, We have high temperatures over here in Puerto Rico, so we have to be careful with any Neutrophil systems; um, those are the NFTs. Um, we, uh, I actually was working on uh, a prototype where it's an insulated grow tower with foam and reflective uh, film on the outer edges that could actually be used in colder country climates as well. Uh, but that those those you know <laughs> it needs a little bit more funding to. <laughs> To, to keep uh, on playing around with that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's always down the road. Yeah. You know, it's one of the things I love about the aquaponics community is just the amount of innovation that goes into trying to figure out how to make this work and either in their present situation or how to make it work better down the line for someone else, you know. You know, I, I just love that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been a while that I... Uh, don't get to share any of the new things that we've been doing uh, out to the major public, but uh, we've, you know, playing with the 12 volts and the solar panels and 
and, and making it work 24-7 without uh, any intervention is, is a real cool thing. And aquaponics has that, a lot of that equation already into it where it's already recirculating, so you're not, you're, not, you're not having to water the plants or anything like that. So it just takes it one step further, and knowing that you're not, you're not having to put a lot of solar panels, just one cheap, inexpensive, purchased in Amazon type of solar panel, uh, could do the trick with a, a deep, you know, a deep cycle battery that you find at Pet Boys. Um, right. could, could get one of these 12 volt uh, pumps and you know move a good volume of water and everything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So on the other side of the question, you know, what have you found? Um, you know, especially interested about hearing how you're doing this in Puerto Rico. You know, but what what have you found? Uh, has been the most important lesson to be successful when you're doing aquaponics? Oh, um, you know, uh, I, I have this mission of uh, trying to, trying to you know, get green, uh, green roofs because uh, we have a lot of flat concrete roofs here on the island. And, um, you know, I don't think I, I'll be feel successful until I can get a green roof project on my house with this airlift system, I, I, and, and we're getting there. I, uh, I don't. I, I. I think you know. I got a lot way to go because my systems. Uh, one of the beauties of the internet these days is that you could, you could play like like the programmers do in their head. They play. Uh, they, they play. They act like the programmer. They do this pseudo pseudo code type of thing, and they they imagine how the code's going to work. Uh, you, 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 with all these networks that are out there, you go on the networks and you, uh, you talk with people and you, and you, you find out through other people's experiences and, and, and mistakes. So you could know what to avoid and, and, you know, I was for the first year with no aquaponic system, just, just mm-hmm. learning from others. Um, uh, just, uh, when I, when I finally started, uh, you know, I just started with some knowledge already behind it, and uh, I, can't, I think that's kind of like what helped me not make as much mistakes. Uh, I still made a lot of them, but uh, so <laughs> got a little lost in, in your your in your question. Uh, where, where are we? <laughs> well, what was the question? A, you know, just about what you know, what you found, you think is the most important lesson to, you know. Be successful, meaning you know, actually grow plants, keep your fish alive, and keep the system running. You know. Okay, regarding regarding keeping the fish alive, that's been kind of like my main priority. Um, and since we're like not thinking of high production, it allows you to play around with the variables. You have plants that you can grow alongside, not in the same tank of the tilapia, because they're going to try to eat it all. But uh, you know. I've been able to do systems that are a little bit more natural. Got a set taking off in the background. Apologize for that. Oh, uh, Can you hear me still? <laughs> Hello? Yep. Oh, okay. All right. All right. The jet's about to go away. Uh, <laughs> I live in old Ramey Air Force Base, and uh, the airport's right, right at just a couple of meters away. Um, yeah, uh, I, I've, one of the things that I 
think is uh, really awesome about uh, thinking around with these aquaponic systems is that you're you're you know we were talking about trying to keep these fish alive and stuff, and I, I that was my main focus um, from from the very start. Uh, I did lose some fish at one point. Um, it's a stupid mistake I made that I left the faucet running, um, <laughs> but. The other, the the, mo, the other, I I I didn't lose them all. <laughs> I didn't lose them all. They're pretty hardy fish. Um, in fact, I, I I lost. There was a mixed population in the tank, and there was red devils, and they're the ones that went 100% gone. But they're tilapia killers, so I really didn't need them. Um, yeah. So and the, <laughs> the tilapia survived. They came up on top, and I, I, my populations grew back, and. Uh, recovered from that but uh yeah uh the natural system uh like if the electricity went out i did i kept the stocks low of tilapia in the tank so they'd be a little bit happier um and uh they they were still producing the 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 nutrients that i needed in the water so i didn't need to be aggressive with putting too much fish in there um and I was able to give, you know, give them, give them back of what they produced because they were allowing that a lot of aquaponics plants or aquatic plants, I should say, grow alongside in the tank next door. So I'd throw them that; they would love it. They would eat it all up. Um, give them some natural stuff, not just uh, not just the, the the regular food that's given to them, um, and. Uh, that that's kind of like what what really I like seeing happen in the, in the aquaponic systems that you you share back what the fish does for you um, if the system shuts down for any reason uh, there's a lot of aquatic plants that are still in there that yet you know have a little basic tiny uh, recirculating system the bare minimum that shares the plant water with the fish water. And uh, you, you do need to keep them separate because they will they will eat everything in sight. So um, just having those two tanks there working for them, if, if uh, there's a long period of electricity that that there's uh, the electricity's out for a while, um, it would I, I I could sleep, you know, knowing that the fish are not going to be affected. And uh, right. that that to me that type of design from the very beginning was very important for me. So, yeah, I, I don't design, when I, tr I, I design the, these aquaponic systems, I always try to design them in a way that they're really in, uh, on favor for the fish, that, uh, that they're, they're my priority, you know. When I look at them, they're my friends. I see them, they, they look at me, and they're, I honestly have to take a video to, to to really demonstrate that because they're looking at me and they're 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 almost like pets. I they act like pets. Yeah. I compare <laughs> them to roosters and and chickens, and they just come up and they they pick things and uh, they're really 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 interesting animals. Um, so it's it when it comes time to harvest, it's going to be tough. I know, right? You feel bad. You're gonna have to kill your friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been thinking of that Ikejimi. Uh, um, they say it's supposed to be the most uh, 
Is that how you say it, Ikejimi? I'm not sure. Um, it's uh, it's it's a it's a technique that they use to uh, to kill the fish as fast as possible without the the, the fish having any pain or stress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's it's a technique. You can look it up on Wiki. I'm not I'm not making this stuff up. <laughs> it's called I think it's called Ikejimi. That's it. I've never heard of that. I'm gonna have to go look it up now. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Google it. <laughs> Ikijimi. Um I hope I'm saying it so, right. So um so tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing um with your well, you know with your airlift pumps and your you know your twelve volts uh you know solar systems and whatnot. Okay. Um the whole idea with that was to uh be able to move the water as efficiently as you can with the lowest power. Uh, so anyone can do it anywhere. And uh, we came up with a, a hybrid of ideas that came from left and right. I can't take all, uh, any of the credit because uh, uh, there's this geniuses out there called uh, Glenn Martinez. He's one of my mentors from Hawaii. Yeah, we, uh, we, we actually go out to Glenn Martinez Farm quite a bit actually out here. Olamona Gardens. I would love yeah. to go there. Uh, Every time awesome. you go, he's got something new going that he invented that's testing out. You know, it's uh, I you know he's such a cool guy. I mean, I love that guy. <laughs> so, Glenn, hi, if you're hearing this. <laughs> so he was. Um, so you noticed him, you 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 saw his airlift pumps that he does, and um, actually, what I noticed was one of your videos. You had a 12 volt airlift pump. Um, <laughs> that you were uh, that you were using, and um, did you have both the the eighteen watt and the thirty like the thirty watt, or are you just using the eighteen watt? Yeah, they were both. Uh, they one. They were from the same company. I think it was Rezune, and uh, right. one was a thirty five watt, and one was the eighteen watt, both twelve volt. Um, oh. Yeah, you know, it's natural to 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 understand that the 18 watt is going to run longer on on the on on just one battery than the the 35 watt, and so I was trying to cut down on power consumption while it's still you know maintaining water volume. The water volume cut exactly in half. It went from 1,200 gallons to 600 gallons, but still, it was enough for the tank that that I was running. Right. And um, and the 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 flaw the, the the I think the only flaw of those motors are the brushes they 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 wear down because they're running twenty four seven they're carbon brushes it's friction and uh, they just you know they 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 they, they wear out and uh, they they ha I tried to find out if uh, these Chinese pumps have any kits out there. And if there are, I mean, they, they're really hard to find because I've been looking for them. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I don't really want to be taking apart these pumps. They're, some of them go up to for $48. Right. And uh, if you, if uh, I've been reading on the net and uh, everyone's, uh, everything I've seen is just, uh, so just throw it away and go buy another cheap one. Because if you buy one of those expensive ones, you're, they're going to wear out maybe a little bit longer 
but you're going to still pay a lot more, you know? Right. So, yeah, I've been seeing some pumps, the cheapest for electric electrical pumps, the ones that go, you know, to your AC. Um, at the cheapest I could get them down here in Puerto Rico is 150 something dollars. Wow, and for that, for that, I mean, they last. They're they're rated. I think they have one or two year warranties, but it's going to be a hassle to you know send them back. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they really warranty them for that long, but right, right. Check. But I can buy three the, pumps. The regular. What, what was that? Sorry, I missed it. Uh, no, I'm saying I could buy around three Chinese pumps in, in, in the same time that they wear out. You know, uh, if I if I were to uh, buy one of those pumps, they tell they tell me that the diaphragms could wear out around in six months. Uh, with two Chinese pumps that I buy, I'd be right over the six months, and and still, still I could buy the third pump and 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 not reach the price that I have to pay for that pump. So. <laughs> right. it's, it's been like you know, it's sad. But uh, right now, uh, I've I've been trying to find brushless motors that can do the same type of thing, and I can't find them. Right, right. Have you tried any of the AC air pumps? Yeah, um, I, I was using a Metala. In fact, I'm still using one, w- waiting for that one to die because I have two other ones that already died. I think one fell down and that was not good. Um, <laughs> we kind of reconstructed it and it was working for a while. Then it made an odd noise and and it, it, it started stopped pumping and got real hot. So and the other one kind of just one of the diaphragms went out and uh, the kit you could buy them for twenty dollars. I think it is. But it, 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 it's hard because they glue the the little bolts that hold the diaphragms, and and you have to twist that off, and you just got to be a little, you know, pretty much creative to 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 get that fixed. I'm not yeah, sure if, if I want to really experiment with that. I hear you. I hear you. And um, and let's talk let's talk about the other thing that you're kind of setting up. Um, you know, your your site aquaponics.club. CLUB, um, you know, what you're wanting to do with your clubs and, and um, you know, how it's coming along in, in the, uh, in, in your website, you know, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Okay, well, we, uh, we adopted two schools. Um, we got them one aquaponic system and we're working on the other one. Uh, there's a university that has contracted us also for a small aquaponic demonstration so they could have it for a symposium that they want us to do uh, next year in March. And um, it's all about sustainability, families uh, becoming a little bit more sustainable and hopefully uh, them being able to learn and use aquaponics as a as a, one of uh, an alternative ur- urban food production system. And... Um, that's what we're basically doing right now. Our club is is tiny. Uh, we have uh, we're re- really a startup. Um, it would be great to get that green uh, roof project up there, 
and we're trying to use the house. This is our kind of like our focal point. The house is in an urban setting, but it's also so visible to the public because there's this adjacent to the house, there's this kids' park. It's like a splash skate park, running park for the adults, and kids' park all at the same time. So people come right at our fence, and they see the aquaponic system, and they go, what are you doing? <laughs> they're looking at the stuff. You know, they're not, they have no idea what it is, why there's this huge taro plant coming out of the rocks. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we, we tell them. We, we gladly go over to the fence and tell them, yeah, you're welcome to come on in, and uh, we're, we're trying to start this club, the community club, and uh, hopefully we'll be teaching a lot of uh, permacultural things, and one of them is aquaponics, and uh, we, we're starting this club. So people learn how to produce food in an urban setting. If it's just concrete, we have a lot of concrete uh, uh, communities here in Puerto Rico, ironically. And um, that way we could try to take uh, food back, you know, get food back into the hands of the people. Yeah, that's man. Kind of, that's, you know, that's that's really our focus, trying to get people to... to uh, because, uh, you know, um, and, and, and getting a, a community together a little bit more, you know, because uh, that's kind of something that we've kind of lost throughout, throughout the time. You know, neighbors barely see each other. They don't barely know each other. And uh, it, I think we're in one of those those times that that people need to start pulling together a little bit more of their resources and, and try to help each other, honestly. So people... So people will come to your clubs and they'll they'll learn aquaponics, permaculture, and um, and uh, you're also going to be working with schools. You said, yeah, we're 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 actually working with schools and with the university, uh, you, you university. I don't know how to translate that. Universidad Metropolitana, uh, which is Metropolitan University. Got it. And. Um, it's a it's a fairly big university here on the island, and uh, they they've opened their doors for for us to start talking about aquaponics. They might even open a, a an extension uh, department for us to train people. And uh, our our locale, our facilities. Um, we're 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 pitching it this way to the university that it's like an like an urban laboratory to see, you know, the social experience where they could come and see and interview the community uh, on how they view the, the club within the community so they they could uh, not only study the the impact of aquaponics in our community but to also see, get, get feedback from them, what how, you know, what's their view about it and, you know, if they think it's going to work or whatever it's like a, an experiment you know yeah i love it man that sounds awesome thanks we, uh, we um we're doing this thing here where we're we're working with the homeless and and uh trying to create a a sort of business slash training system that we can actually work with the homeless here in hawaii and Get them jobs and training, and help help uh, work on systems. So it's actually been 
it's actually been quite a fun adventure learning this stuff and and uh, seeing how it can work with them. And we actually had a lady here. She set up basically. She paid about sixty thousand dollars to have a commercial system set up, and she's never done anything with it. So, oh, that's sad. Yeah. So we've uh, so we basically adopted, you know, the system. We're working on it. We're setting up a bunch of um, smaller systems, kind of as a display area to show people what they can do in their homes and in their apartments and things like that. And so it's actually been pretty fun to. Uh, you know, to to do this with the kind of the community in mind of how people can start doing this thing to, uh, you know, to better their lives. And and what do they say? I mean, do, what is their reaction when they see? Uh, are they are they any way surprised of why you guys are doing that? Oh yeah, yeah. When we tell people about what we're doing, they, you know, they're they're on board right away. It makes sense to them. Uh, it's kind of like you know, it's 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 just common sense for them. Yeah. <laughs> but you 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 might talk to some other other communities, uh, and they just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so if well, uh, so people want to get in contact you with you, check out your website, you know, check up your check on your YouTube channel what you're doing, uh how can they get in contact with you? They could go directly to aquaponics.club and that's actually a domain. A lot of people say aquaponics.club.com. No, no, just aquaponics.club. It'll take you there. It's a domain by itself. Uh actually that's kind of why we bought that domain cuz it was just so short. But I don't know. I hope it doesn't backfire because people come out and say, oh, dot com, dot com. No, just aquaponics.club. They could find me there, Irvin Carrero. My phone number will be on the top. I have to update the phone. Um, what we want to do is kind of like get these clubs. So if you, if you want to start an aquaponics club, all you have to do is just go in the website, create a group, and, and create the club, and then just use the, the group as your place to talk to each other it's free you know you don't you don't pay anything um hopefully if there's a lot of people that uh see the idea where you know um it's a easy place to go easy place to 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 join and uh they'll start using it and we could start adding you know getting getting people's resources a little bit you know more united and uh, that's the whole purpose of that community online, to try to network with each other. Awesome, awesome. So if you guys are listening, go check out aquaponics.club. If you're interested in starting your own club, why don't you go ahead and give everyone a call, and uh, I'm sure he'll help you out. So, hey, man, I appreciate your time talking to me about what you're doing. Anytime, man. Yeah, and, uh, you know, keep us updated and, and how your, you know, your rooftop your rooftop experiment goes. I'd love to see it. Yeah, me, I may, might want to start a Kickstarter on that. Try to try to try to get the funds to do it. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Hey, if anybody out there wants me to get that uh, green roof initiative on there, let me know. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And if you're willing to throw a few dollars at it too, let them know. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be even better. 
I love what you're doing down over there in Hawaii. Love it, love it. That's awesome. Well, I'll keep everyone updated, too, on our progress and what we're doing, so. Yeah, I'd love to check all that out and stuff. Maybe I could learn some stuff from you guys, too. (laughs) All right, man. Sure I will. I already learned a lot with you in the last, uh, uh, even before our conversation, so if I go online, I'm pretty sure I'm going to learn a heck of a lot more. Uh, Thanks, man. No, thank you, man. (laughs) Thanks for the opportunity. All right, thanks for talking. Have a good one, Darren. All right, you too, man. Thank you. All right. Yes, bye. Bye.